What's good, family? Thank you for stepping to the coach's box. I'm Coach Three, <laughs> joined by Coach Murph, Coach Pace, and the real Coach K. Fellas, how we doing tonight? Good, man. Sensational. Good. Sensational. Like to hear. What we like to hear. Uh, so we got some NFL talk for y'all. You know, we got to dive into week two takeaways, week three predictions. A little Chicago Bears, Justin Fields talk. No, Colorado. We know we got to talk time in Colorado. And then we're going to sprinkle a little NBA for you. And, of course, at the end, we're going to tell you how to spend your money this weekend. So we're going to dive right into our week two NFL takeaways. Coach Murph, what were some of your biggest takeaways from week two? Well, I, I think it's best to first start off with Chubb's injury. That was so unfortunate for for him and, and the Browns. So definitely hoping he gets back to good health and can be remotely, you know, as great as he was these past few seasons. That, you know, the, the Browns is bringing back Kareem Hunt. I know it'll take him a couple weeks to kind of get into the the swing of things, get in like into game shape. Uh, but it's Watson's time. Watson's been Watson's been trash. He's been very underwhelming these past couple of weeks. I understand that, you know, I, I was excited for him, was high on him, full training camp. I understand playing in actual games. This is why I feel as though that, you know, players starters should take preseason more seriously but um they the defense has been keeping them in games and winning games for them it's the defense and the run game you don't have chubb anymore for did great but none of them are chubb so they gave you all that money you, you got to do something with it you don't want to be that that next last name on the back of the jersey for the Browns. So there's that. The As for the Cowboys, another unfortunate injury for Trayvon Diggs uh, during, uh, you know, during practice. You're going to – we saw this happen. Like, they have Stephon Gilmore, but we saw this happen last year when I forgot exactly who played on the opposite side of them. But when that uh, corner went down, that that just it was a free run on that whole side. So th this is going to be kind of damaging. The front seven looks better than they did last year, so that will have some assistance. For, so those corners don't have to cover as long. But um, we'll we'll see after the the Cowboys finish their little. Um, tune-up schedule uh, and they start playing actual teams and we'll, we'll see how much that affects what i ain't said on the boy talking about zach wilson and daniel jones <laughs> hey man you see uh dj's come back one week too what <laughs> don't ever call him dj <laughs> first of all and plus I need them to start throwing – like, why don't they talk about Daniel Jones like they be talking about Justin Fields? Because everybody want to be – get it when it's a black quarterback that can run, it's 
oh, he can't stay in the pocket. Daniel Jones stay in the pocket and he's trash at it. Mm-hmm. But he can run, but nobody wants to say nothing about it. He's an, ath- he's an athlete. He ain't a quarterback. Gave 40, 40 M's a year for what? To miss passes. <laughs> but also they don't help because their their receivers aren't the greatest. They right. got literally manned up 90% of the game and couldn't do nothing. So that's another issue that they need to address. But when you can when you have to make those you paid them 40 million, so you have to make those so you gotta make it work the best you can, and he's He's trash at it right now. The 49ers is special. No Brandon Ayuk. I know he's the number two because of Debo, but they still just look like the exact same team. Purdy did kind of was like filling out the defense a bit that he looked kind of shaky early, but pulled it together. And, uh, as for the Steelers, yeah, yeah, they're setting that offense up to to fail. That OC got to go. He got to go. That OC got to go. I don't understand. The one thing, like, I'm not a fan of the Vikings, but huge fan of you know Justin Jefferson. I don't know why more OCs don't look at their remedy of how they use Justin Jefferson. Like, I know everybody's not Justin Jefferson, but just move him around to get your playmakers in positions to, you know, to do something, especially when you can't get nothing going on in the run game, because why do we need to sit here and play coverage when Pickett struggles under pressure? And we know that Najee could, could be a threat. So let's just load the box so we can stop the run and potentially, force Kenny to make a a bad decision like how Kenny likes the Cowboys is all the same thing just forced into bad decisions but yeah that's kind of my my takeaways Uh, let me read y'all something so the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only NFL team that hasn't recorded a 400 yard game on offense since the start of the 2021 season every other (laughs) has done it at least three times nine teams have done it 10 plus times Matt Canada became the OC in 2021. He's got to go. He's got to go now. Like, he should be gone tonight. Like, I don't want to see him on on Sunday night football against the Raiders. I don't want to see Matt Canada. You can't even get a 400-yard offensive game in, what, two and a half years? Three years? Come on. Come on. That's unacceptable. Garbage. Trash. Man. Um, so I guess my takeaways are how about how about old shake and bake? Huh? Old shake and bake out there. Out here dotting them up in Tampa Bay. So they they look pretty good, man. I him and Mike Evans got really good chemistry and and honestly. Like, you don't have to be the most accurate quarterback with Mike Evans on the field. You just got to throw it in his vicinity, and he'll go get it. Um, so I just I like I like what they got going on. The defense is stepping up big time in Tampa Bay. So they they actually looking, looking decent. And uh, the Rams are looking decent, too. Like, who would have thought? 
would have thought the Rams was going to look decent like that. Um, with Nakua, yeah, hey, you get like 15 receptions in the last game, something like that, something wild. Dude. Yeah, they they're like those two teams, the Rams and the Bucks. They were just kind of like teams that everybody pretty much overlooked because it's just like, all right, it's Baker and you know the Rams got all these new pieces and like because you know I was over here like, hey, they need to uh they need to look into potentially trading Stafford, mm-hmm. but now it was just kind of like. Maybe not. <laughs> so, especially with like how bad the Cardinals are, the the Seattle being kind of like hit or miss. I mean, there's a potential that they could, you know, take their division. Yeah, nah, for real, for real. Uh, like you said, Coach Murph, Giants absolute trash. Their defense lost me a fantasy football game because they couldn't stop. The <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know they came back and won the game, but the damage was done already from a fantasy perspective. The damage was done. Uh, and it's just like, how bad does your defense like have it? Because they they even invested in their defense in the offseason. And so it's like, how you like trash on both sides of the ball, though? Like, at least have something you do well. Um, so that that was bad. And the Saints, like I, I want Derek Carr to, like, succeed so bad. But sometimes he just plays so bad, and, and it's just hard for me to – it's hard for us. We deserve better as fans, like, as NFL fans. We deserve better. It's what that, – that that Panthers-Saints game was hard to watch. He, he hurts my heart, man. Every year I'm just like – Car, this is this is it for you. You got this. You got that. The the defense been saving him, and like he he's about due for a game. He I I keep telling myself that, so I feel as though that <laughs> that this week should be his like breakout game. Like get you two touchdowns, over two fifty yards. You know, just to build some some momentum, but um, you know, I always feel this way when it comes to car. I don't know why I like him so much. <laughs> like, I don't know why I just like I'm that invested in him doing well. But dang, I don't get I don't know either. It's just like I just found myself rooting for him, man. And uh, I mean, I found myself rooting for Bryce Young too, man. But he. I know it's only been a couple of games, but um, he de- he's definitely struggling. So, like, do y'all think it's it's mostly on him the reason why he's struggling, or is it the situation that he's in? Because Richardson, you know, though he, he got the concussion, was balling out for Indianapolis, and we weren't sure that was going to work, especially you know the Jonathan Taylor situation. And then you got C.J. Stroud at, was looking good. You know what I'm saying? Throwing touchdowns, getting yards, getting his yards up and stuff like that. So Bryce Young hasn't been the one that we've seen like, oh, okay. Yeah, he could he could do this at the NFL level. So is it is it Bryce Young or is it the Panthers or a little bit of both? I would say a little bit of both. Um, 
Richardson, I wasn't high on as a quarterback at all, but he, by far he has the most weapons, even without Jonathan Taylor. Just his receiving core um, is, you know, heads and shoulders better than both Texans and the Panthers. Um, I mean, I even though C.J. Stroud, to me, had one good game. I mean, his first game, he didn't score at all. So I – I don't know. This is exactly why I said I don't see any of the quarterbacks really winning rookie of the year because, like, they're, they're like, legit projects. Like, they, they show the time, but none of them coming in to the league, I was just kind of like, he, he's going to, you know, change some things. Like, I feel as though that they of course they're they're probably like a i feel like there's just a small chance of like potential for them to be like franchise quarterbacks mm. but i feel like at best they might just be like very respectable backups mm. what are your thoughts coach k um well, first of all, I just wanted to point out that I was actually going to give Daniel Jones props up until I saw them got they got stomped out by San Francisco on Thursday. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> it was terrible. But um, I don't know. Like it's it's been interesting. Like I've enjoyed seeing like you know Richardson like succeed. Like some of the other teams, like Miami's been doing well. Like some teams that we haven't seen, you know. I guess be be relevant for a little while. So I think that's going to add to the excitement of just the ongoing season. It's been disappointing, um, I guess, to say, at least just for, for Ohio teams. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, Joe, I mean, Cincinnati's been off to a, a, a rocky start. I mean, and then granted, like, I don't know why they would play Burrow when he's hurt. So, I mean, um, and then obviously – uh, <clears throat> you know what happened with uh with Chubb too. So I don't know. Cause, I mean, I think I think we're I don't know. It it was just it's it's just been tough. Um, I think I'm excited for the NFC East. Um, we're definitely <laughs> here. We go here. We go. No, I mean, look. Uh, the commander the commanders are undefeated. Philly's undefeated. Um, there's another undefeated team too. I'm not going to mention the name, but you know, like, <laughs> but I mean, I think, I think we're just, we're just going to, bro, I'm I'm just saying we're going to get some good, we're, we're going to have some good football in the NFC. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. San Francisco. So, um, I mean, the Dallas defense has been imp- been impressive, and like a couple of offensive players, Dak is not. He, Dak didn't even score a touchdown in the first game, <laughs> so like I I don't know. Like he he is what he is. Um, you know, uh, I guess for me, um, and then uh, for for some for some stupid reason, like I still. I st- I don't know why I still want to see Buffalo succeed. I want to see them do well, but yeah. I don't know. Josh Allen is uh, Coach Murray's favorite quarterback. 
Excuse me. <laughs> Listen, actually, I bringing up the NFC East though. One thing that I'm it's early is really early to say, but I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Commanders because of this is like further proving our point in terms of Eric Bieniemy because although like with the Chiefs with the drop passes. Um, and then they finally getting Kelsey back, but it was still like a low scoring game. And I know it's going to take time for them to adjust with having a new play caller, even though like people always gave a lot of, you know, credit to Andy Reid more so than anything, but that the offense doesn't look of old. This is like early. They they don't look like that great team early. So, but but for Eric Bieniemy to do this with Sam Howie, like, or how somehow it's like uh, it could have been somebody's head coach somewhere. Like maybe uh, the Bears. <laughs> yeah, bro. I man, look, I don't know what they're doing to this man, bro. But he needs to get the he needs to get the H. He did, I'm sorry. You probably James. You probably gonna have to block this out for the, for the listeners. They need to get him the hell up out of there, bro. He, he needs to. He Justin Fields needs to go because I mean he hasn't even he's barely even run the ball and that's his bread and butter. So I I I, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, it's it's a it's a mess. Um. He needs to be someplace where he can he can develop into a, into being. He needs somebody that can kind of help him get to the next level. I mean, we've kind of seen what he can do, you know, over the past couple of years. Now it's time. It's like make or break time. I feel like he can't get to that next level without like a, a really good coach. He's not going to get there in Chicago. So, and Chicago's Chicago is just it's a it's a cesspool of mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> They're, and they're known for their defense, and their defense trash. The defense is trash. Everything is trash. Everything. So I mean, this this yeah. goal, wasn't that Eberflus. This, this this might be his last year in Chicago, bro. Well, I was getting. I mean, y'all y'all remember? I was I was excited about some of the different moves we was making in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I should have. My bad. I should have. I should have stuck with uh Dallas. No, 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 it's okay. No, no, never stick with Dallas, okay? Because it's, it's they're gonna let you down at some point this season. They're gonna let you down. But at least I would have had some type of hope. I like my hope got stomped out week one. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought what was interesting was because you know, like Fields basically called out the coaches. Yeah. This week. Well, he's right, hundred percent. And then the GM, like, then he like backtracks it. He called a press conference. And just kind of retracted what he said. And then the um, GM comes and basically, like, tries to smooth things over and not put any spotlight on on, on fields or anything like that, any necessary spotlight there. Uh, but I think they're in an interesting position because this, this dude took over as GM um, after fields was drafted. And after, uh, I think Eberflus was hired a couple of days after him so like he probably didn't pick that head coach most likely so I think he's trying to play 
you know, he, he's trying to do the right thing with the cards that he was dealt, knowing that he probably would go a different direction if it was if it was solely up, up to him. So I'm I'm anxious to see moving forward. Is he going to be more on the field side of things or on the Ibrahu side of things? Because right now he's kind of like straddling the fence, trying to, to to make nice with everything. I think that also is going to depend on Justin Fields' play too. Um, I mean, I, I he got I, I just like he just got to get back to running the ball. I think too because that's going to open it up for other stuff. But. Man. Blame that on offensive coordinator because their offensive coordinator never called plays in their life outside of Madden. <laughs> Facts. Shoot. I mean, now would be a good time to press the Ask Madden button. It, yes. Yes, for sure. If I, yeah. I like the point of Airbnb because if you were to ask me before the season, would the commanders be 2-0? And would Sam Howell look like a legit NFL quarterback? I've been like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But he looked mad comfortable out there. Like, just the offense looks completely different. Like, completely different. Uh, yeah, right. And, and fantasy leagues, I'm over here looking like, bro, why is people drafting Sam Howie for? Like, you could probably pick him up in free agency. I see why. Yeah. Dude out here balling. Can I? Can I just say one other thing real quick? No. <laughs> no, nah, nah, just, nah, just hear me out. Hear me out. Um, This goes out to all the listeners. Don't become a Chicago sports fan. Bulls <laughs> are trash. I assume the Blackhawks are trash. The Bears are trash. Too. Don't do it. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. It's a tough time to be in the uh, sports city. You got, you got the Cubs and the White Sox. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not gonna win a World Series anytime soon. No. But the the Bears have so much potential, man. And it's just like y'all wasting this dude's like oh. years. You wasting this dude. And he in the offensive line look look poor too. Like I thought they was gonna tighten up the offensive line to protect field. So it's okay. They just ain't they just ain't looking good. And what it reminded me of his press conference. Now I'm not comparing the two players' abilities. Um, but just like uh it could pan out to be a similar situation. It reminds me when Magic Johnson did not like Paul Westhead um back in the day. And he went out on a press conference and basically called the coach out. He's like, we see we see what's gonna happen. Now, Magic Johnson much more bold than Justin Fields is like to like see that through. But I think Fields, even though he retracted it, there were some seeds planted there that is gonna be in the back of the minds of decision makers moving forward, yeah. seeing that he he was at least bold enough to say something. Like, yo, like I could be better if I have better people coaching me. And then yeah, so I, I I like for us to keep that in mind moving forward because it, it eventually worked for the you know the Lakers and Magic Johnson. They had Pat, Pat Riley come in and take the reins, and so it may not happen as quickly, but maybe for next season they get somebody else in there. And then their defensive coordinator stepped down. How are you gonna step down week two of the season? Because <laughs> he saw the writing on the wall. He was like, "Nah, this ain't going. <laughs> this ain't what I signed up for." Like, they they, they uh, got rid of their defensive players. They went offense. And, and they, they went offense. 
Yeah, because they didn't get a right coordinator. This is just, I, I just, you know how bad it is. You know how bad it's got to be for you to be an a NFL defensive coordinator, right? Trying maybe to get into the head coaching ranks one day, and you just wake up like, nah, fam, I'm good, bro. I'm gonna go. Let me go ahead and uh and resign here. Let me go ahead and step down, bro. Like that's how bad it is in Chicago. Um, uh, but what y'all think about week three predictions so there's 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 a couple really interesting games coming up this weekend talking about somebody else that may need to go you got the chargers at the vikings um this is the 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 game for brandon staley's job in my opinion uh starting off zero and two and then you're a defensive coach and your defense trash if you're the Chargers, but you you paid out all this money to all these defenders. And you can't stop nobody, but your offense putting over 30, 30 points a game. You should be winning those games. So um, who do y'all have for the Chargers at Vikings? Man. Chargers. Chargers. I, I don't trust Yeah, I just think it's I think it's gonna be a, a shootout. Um because like even the the Vikings defense is not like it's it's showing anything like the Chargers defense offense is just so high power. I mean the Vikings just came off giving up 175 yards on the ground, so if they're that you know vulnerable in the run game. If they if the Chargers establish the run early with the weapon they have at at wide receiver, it's gonna it's gonna be a field day. Yeah, I'm I'm Matt Eckler gonna be out again. Looks like he's not gonna be able to start. Uh, he did he did number. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, um, yeah. What you what do you think, Coach K? You think the Chargers gonna pull this one out, or uh, the Vikings gonna win at home? Because um, Justin Jefferson might go off. We'll see. He yeah. he's gonna find a way. <laughs> Justin I, Jefferson's gonna get his. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't I don't trust Captain Kirk. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, with that being said, like I, I'm going with the Chargers. They're due a win at some point. So why not against the Vikings? Man. So you know what. I'm gonna call them the the Vicks. They don't deserve the ings on their name. That I didn't expect them to come out this flat, bro. I know I didn't expect them to, to come out like they did last year. You know, I think they were what what nine and zero to start the season, something. Like yeah, that. yep. But they they look really flat, and I'm not sure what's going on there in Minnesota. And, and after watching quarterback on Netflix. I got soft spot for for Perk Cousins, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hell no. Yeah, and he out here. I mean, he's not playing bad though, because I mean, you throw four touchdowns, you should probably win the game, right? But your defense can't stop anybody. So they got a lot of problems there in Minnesota. It's only a matter of time before he gets exposed, like DJ. <laughs> Would you stop calling that man DJ? <laughs> <laughs> Good name. 
for the last give us some time give us some time bj moore sure daniel jones absolutely not (laughs) that's ridiculous you give nicknames to people that are good yeah like you know Stephen a smith always talking about like the giants are basically saquon and a bag of chips I'm not even sure if they have a bag of chips or not. It might just be Saquon. Like, or the bag of chips are like half full. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even a full bag of Doritos. You know, it's that mostly air anyway. So that's how I I view the Giants. Man. Oh, um, also, shout out to uh, Lamar. Yeah. Good. With ODB in there, too. Yeah, Action Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, man. That it's it's sad to see Dobbins go out like that. And then I was holding my breath when Odell went down. I was like, no, come on, not again. Not again, man. But um he'll be he'll be fine. But yeah. Yeah. But Lamar didn't miss a beat, man. And he made a couple beautiful throws in that game, bro. I'm just like, yes, like. That's what you need to be doing, bro. You got mm-hmm. and because what I thought was interesting is that he's running as a last resort. And so we always talk about how quarterbacks that can run. When they are at their peak, they mature in a way where they're able to know, like, just because I could doesn't mean that I should. Right. And so when I see Lamar, um, he's very, very intentional about when he runs the ball. And I notice that when he does run the ball, He's really trying to get out of bounds. He's sliding. He's not taking as much impact. So I'm just really, I'm really pleased with how he's balancing things and how he's trying to take care of himself. Got that contract money. That contract money. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other game, Steelers at Raiders. Uh, Coach Murph, what you thinking about this one? I'm taking the Steelers. I, I'm i expecting Mike Tomlin to put his foot down and figure something out with this offense. And hopefully they do something. Hopefully that involves finding a new offensive coordinator. But um, the Raiders defense just isn't that good. So, I mean, it's literally we was talking about the <laughs> – you know, the Giants being Saquon Barkley in a bag of chips is literally Max Crosby in a bag of chips when it comes to the Raiders defense. So I think this will be a game where Kenny Pickett can establish himself uh, in the past game. Najee will finally get out this slump. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the – the Raiders defense is just going to give, give a lot away. Yeah, that's what I'm banking on. I got picking, pick it to pickings. That's what's going to be happening Sunday night. Pick it to pickings. Because can't none of their DBs cover that man. They, they ain't going to be able to cover. Or will, or will, or will he be getting picked? Bro. If he starts <laughs> to the Raiders, bro, I, I renounce my throne, man. Like, I'm about to do, like, Eddie Murphy come to America. I'm about to renounce my throne. He can't be doing that to the Raiders, man. He can't be doing that with the Raiders. Mm. Especially after he they, they won last year in those poor conditions 
with Derek Carr and Darren Waller on the other end. You know what I'm saying? They the the Steelers still found a way to win. They better not lay an egg on Sunday night football. It's gonna be near perfect conditions. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Saints at Packers. Coach K, who who you thinking for this one? I feel like the safe for whatever reason, the safe pick for me is I don't have to go with the Raiders. Are you you going with the Raiders to beat the Steelers? Yeah. Come on. All right. What what, what about mean? what about the Saints and Packers game? Who you got winning that? Oh, one? oh, oh, my bad. My bad. Um Packers. And that's that's only because Jordan loves my starting QB in fantasy football this weekend. There you go. There you go. Coach Murphy. Yeah. Where are we going with the Saints? Cause I I still believe in Derek. I don't nobody believe that man. I think I I think this would be a big well, this will be Derek Carr's breakout game. I said it earlier. This will be his breakout game. The defense is great. I can you know, you can always bank on the Saints defense being being solid. So um this will probably be Jordan Love's biggest challenge defensively. Mm-hmm. So we we'll get to see. I mean, he's been doing really good so far, but th- this will really give us a, a true standpoint, especially if he's doing this without Aaron uh, Aaron Jones. I know that'll help out a bit, but I think uh, the chemistry will be a little bit better offensively for the Saints. And Derek will be able to get Olave and and MT going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna find a lot about find a lot about Jordan Jordan Love in this game. All right, Coach Murph, I I go out there with you. All right, Derek Carr, come on, man. This your game right here. It's your game to show out. Multiple touchdown passes. You're gonna take care of the football. You gonna come out. How many, how many touchdown passes does he have this year? Not, en- not enough. <laughs> I think like two. No, yeah. I think one. See, in yeah. week one, that 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 walk off. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I feel a I feel an upset, bro. I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Packers. You do that. Yeah. I will. Derek about to, Derek about to tear that up. Come on, Derek. Yeah. We if, if he gets if he gets what? If he gets like a, a I feel like two hundred and fifty passing yards should be achievable in this game, right? For him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking like two fifty, two tubs. If he gets that, I'll I will uh I'll give him a shout out. Now buy his jersey. I ain't buying his jersey, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> a one I, you will never catch me in a Derek Carr jersey. Ever. We shouldn't catch you in a Cowboys jersey, but you do that. <laughs> Look, that's different. It's not. That's for historical it's purposes. It's literally history. <laughs> it's there. That's true. all Cowboys yeah. are history. <laughs> bro, historical. Bro. 
historical purposes, man. Oh. History is my favorite subject in high school. Historical purposes would be an Emmett Smith jersey. <laughs> would be a Deion Sanders. Look, look, I ain't got Emmett Smith jersey money. Then don't get one. Then don't settle, Coach K. Don't. Twenty one. Ezekiel Elliott. He ain't even on the team anymore. Man, look, I bought that jersey, and then like the very, I don't know if it was like the next week that man got released from the team. <laughs> <laughs> Did Kenny go ahead and get the jersey? All right. Oh, hey, hey, the, <laughs> the Lids jersey store had information that I didn't know about. <laughs> really? You could have got that for like 30 bucks after you got traded. Bro, I, I literally did. I got it for like 50. Man, they got you. See, yeah, if you're going to have a 21 Cowboys jersey on, it better be Deion Sanders. That's all I got to say. That's historical purposes. For sure. And speaking of Deion Sanders, you know, we're going to have a running. Colorado segment here on the coaches box because even on bye weeks, even on bye weeks, you know. So first, I guess we could go ahead and just jump in at uh what were some of your reactions to the Colorado, Colorado State game? We'll quickly do that before we jump into this weekend's matchup. Blackburn, you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> that that was an intentional hit. I know that, you know, Dion said that it wasn't and it's football, but I think he understands the magnitude is Dion says that that was a dirty hit. Like those death threats and stuff like that probably would have been, you know, times 10. So I think he was just you being smart, being an adult and just playing it off as a like just a, you know, a hard hit. Travis Hunter did the same thing. Uh, during his his podcast speaking about it, but um, the game was intense. <laughs> it was intense. I had to, you know, for the the listeners, I had to be the the belief in the group chat because <laughs> Coach Pace lost belief and Coach JP three was anxious. So I was, you know, had to tell them to stay calm. And what I expect to happen, happen. So shout out to them boys, man. Man, on my mama, on my hood. (laughs) Man, I haven't prayed over a game in so long. I was like, Lord, I was like, don't, don't, don't let this, don't let this happen. Because Dion ain't gonna hear the end of it. Them boys ain't gonna hear the end of it. They lose to Colorado State. I'm like, you lose to Oregon or USC. That's one thing. Don't lose Colorado State. Man, now I it it was one of the you know better games of the uh, college football season so far for sure. Uh, the it was like electric out there, man. You had Wayne coming out with the team. You had Kawhi Leonard on the sideline. Kawhi Leonard, that dude don't even show up to Clippers games, but he showed up to a Colorado Buffaloes game, uh-huh. Bruh. That it, it it was wild, um, but I'll be remiss if I didn't uh, talk about Coach Natty T. One of his points when he first saw that was when Dion was saying about Jackson State that he doesn't get the support that he needs at Jackson State. That's one of the things that he's talking about. You see how people come out the woodworks to support Dion that he's with a D one team, but they weren't really doing that 
with Jackson State. And so that's part of the kind of HBU support issue uh, that we're seeing now. Um, so I thought I'd point that out to be completely objective there. And that was a, that was a great point by Coach Natty T. But um, Shador Sanders, man, that dude, that dude, the truth, man. I, it's just that 98-yard drive was just impressive. Um, he doesn't get anxious. He doesn't get happy feet in the pocket. He he looks off people. He he throws accurately. And it's just like he was so, so calm. Even after he threw the touchdown and the two-point conversion, if you look at his expression on the sideline, he was just like, it's what I do, right? And he wasn't overly excited or anything. He really didn't even smile. He was just like, yeah, all right, tie game. I'm about to go win it next time. Next time I get the ball, I'm about to win this. Like, I just love that mentality uh, in him. And, of course, his receivers, his tight end stepped up big time in the game. Um, so that was good to see. But I will say that brother for Colorado State was his last name, Horton. That mm -hmm. brother a problem. That brother a problem right there. We're going to see him on Sundays. We're going to see him on Sundays, I think. Um, did, did you hear what Dion said when they went into <laughs> – uh, with his interview with Taylor, I think he was with Taylor Rooks. Uh, when they went into OT, his son Shiloh was like, you know, put put us on the field. And then that's when he was like, y'all wasn't able to stop nothing all night. I'm putting your brother out there. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to Shiloh with the pick six doing the DI, man. That was, that was, and he, I think he caused a fumble in that game, too. Yeah, he got a forced fumble, too. Yeah, he was eating. Yeah, yeah. So just just good job all around. Um, I think they learned a valuable lesson not to underestimate. I mean, I know it was a rivalry game, um, but not to underestimate their opponents. I agree it was a dirty hit. He had plenty of opportunity to stop himself from launching himself like like that, make a big hit on Hunter. But um I I was impressed by their composure. I know Shador Sanders got in a dude's face like real quick and barked at him. But to maintain your composure for the entire game in a very um, emotional type of game, especially when was it the D lineman landed on Shadur Sanders and got a targeting um, out of that, that could have like they could have got like unproductively emotional off of that situation. But they kept it. They kept it true. They kept the main thing, the main thing. and They got the dub. For sure. So what do y'all what do y'all foresee happening this weekend, uh, Coach K? You think they're going um pull up an upset against uh or against high power offense, or they gonna get blown out by 21, like the points suggest? I don't think they're gonna get blown out. If they lose, I think they lose no more than like maybe 10. But um I, I don't know. I'm it'll, it'll definitely be I'm expecting a shootout. Um, I think it'll be, I don't know, like I'm that's that's what my my agenda is on for Saturday in the evening. You know what I'm saying? That's the I'm looking forward to more. I'm I'm more looking more forward to that game than I am the OSU like Notre Dame game. Thanks. So I yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um and it's really cool to, to see what to see Dion actually get a fair shake like after his first go around the NCAA. So I'm just excited for everything that's really going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Coach Murph, what you think going to happen? Listen, I'm giving Colorado with a dub, man. I 
one thing that I understand that everybody is talking about Oregon and how good they are and so on and so forth. But I think when it comes to the the degree of difficulty and the opponents and plus the story, this is why I give Colorado the edge. I mean, Oregon beats, they put up 81 on Portland State. Like, really? Portland, I didn't even know that that was a school. Then they go, they beat Texas Tech by eight, where they only put up 38 points. And it's like, okay, Texas Tech is cool, I guess. And then Hawaii. Like, come on. Whereas Colorado beat TCU. If you're not high on TCU, that's this is why I speak on the the degree of difficulty. Colorado wasn't supposed to be good in everybody's eyes. A three-win team in everybody's eyes. Then they go beat the runner-ups. So they show that they can put up points with some, uh, with a high-power offense. Then they follow up and play Nebraska, who's not the greatest, but they have a solid defense. So now they have, you know, um, they had the opportunity to face a respectable defense leading up to Colorado State to play a highly emotional game behind, uh, you know, playing behind in the fourth quarter to make a comeback overtime win. I feel as though that in three weeks, they went through every single emotion of uh, of a football team. We show we we sh- we make a statement week one, show that we can put up points with the best offensively. We go face a respectable defense, and then we get in a a close game where we're behind and we have to make a game winning or a game tying drive with an extra point just to send it to overtime to give us an opportunity to win. They experience literally everything, so. This is why I, I give Colorado the edge. Bro, I'm I'm gonna tell you right this right now. I'm gonna tell right here on the coach's box. If Colorado wins and beats Oregon, I I'm buying a ticket to go out and watch one of their games like this season. Like I'm 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 out. I'm flying out somewhere. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Like, I give y'all my word. If they win against Oregon, I'm flying out somewhere. Because, well, and I, I I would like to think of it as even if they, maybe they lose to Oregon, but then somehow beat USC, if they win one of those two games, I'm flying out. I'm flying somewhere. I might have to pull up in Arizona tomorrow. Hey, man. You will we'll be here. Right, right outside your door. Mm-hmm. Yep. You no, know, those things gonna be hella expensive, man. I know they they like starting off at like five hundred for for a lot of stuff. Yep. Well, right here, right now at ASU, it's starting off at like a hundred a pop. That's the cheapest that I've seen right now. If they beat Oregon and then go on to beat USC or even have them be close games, those are just gonna go up and up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm definitely not going to Colorado because that's where the expensive, expensive tickets are. But yeah, I, I go, you know, see the Oregon uh, State Beavers or something like that, or the Arizona State Wildcats. 
uh, Utah. Yeah, that's how committed I am. I will go to Utah. I think they play in Utah. I'm not sure if it's at, at home, Utah, but I know they play them on the schedule. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just excited, man. It's just the, just the energy and swag that they bring to to college football. Um, like, who would have thought like people would be rooting for Colorado? Like, <laughs> let's just think about it that way. Nobody. If, if they end up having a successful season to where they, you know, win a respectable bowl game and stuff like that, man. Um, you know, the state of Colorado got a lot to cheer for. You know, they got the Nuggets, and then they got the you know Colorado Buffaloes too, man. And they got the Broncos. They got they got less ride. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just there to humble them to let them know, like, hey, <laughs> we ain't the greatest. Don't don't get too full of yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. It could be like this. You could be the Broncos all the way around. Yeah. Man. Um, so we're gonna jump into a little NBA here um before we wrap up. So new is it, you know, Giannis is in, is um has an opportunity to you know, get an ex- uh, sign an extension with the Bucks here soon, and um, you see him improving his game from from year to year. I, I give him credit that he does work work hard to improve his game. Uh, so he's working with one of my favorites growing up, uh, Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. So Giannis is working with Hakeem here in the off season. So my question to y'all fellas is, what can we expect from Giannis this coming season? I expect for him to have a bounce back here. I wouldn't necessarily say MVP, but uh, I think he'll be, you know, top three. Uh, actually, top top five. So I think, you know, some people are going to come into the forefront that haven't been in discussions before, like an Anthony Edwards. But um, I... And I know that that first round exit left a bad taste in his mouth. They they pretty much brought the same team back together. But I'm just I'm just sick of all the extra stuff. Like you know, I want to win. I want to win here. But you know, if I see an opportunity where I can win somewhere else, like I get it. You don't owe Milwaukee anything. You got them a championship, so that's kind of like your you know, th- this would be kind of, I guess, a better version of Braun when he left Cleveland the first time because you actually got him a chip. But the way he's going about it is just nasty to me. It's just kind of like if if I'm Chris Middleton or, you know, anybody on the team for that matter, I'm just like, like, do you just not believe in us? So like he he's like you said he put in a, a lot of work you know at every off season but I just feel like this season he's putting in a lot of media work as well and I'm not I'm not a fan of that. That's fair. That's fair. What do you think, Coach K? Um, as far as this year, I would expect to see him. I mean, we. I feel like he's gotten as far as his athleticism can take him. You know, I mean, he's a freak athlete, uh, Euro step, whatever. <clears throat> but uh, 
Right. Yeah, I hate that. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I feel like we'll we'll begin to see like what if he's gonna be like one of those players where <clears throat> uh he'll be um he'll can he develop into a player that you know we we like to watch. You know what I'm saying? As far as all the extra stuff, <clears throat> I don't really care anyways because I'm not really a Giannis fan. I'm never really have been. But, so he can do whatever he wants. But uh, I think working with Hakeem, like, you know, Hakeem worked with Kobe and LeBron, and we see what kind of players they are. So I don't know, like, what, what kind of post moves can he develop? Like, can he develop into, you know, a, a player that, I don't know, that, <clears throat> I mean, can he, can he do, can he develop, I don't know, into just, something more than what he is now, you know, because and, and that's I think it's I mean, he's still. I guess you could say he's in his peak, but like all the great players kind of like you see them kind of like start to mature into into like a high caliber player. So. Yeah, I. So what I'm wondering is, you know, people are like, oh, he needs to work on this three point. He needs to work on his three point. He needs to work. So. I wonder if that worked with a king. He's looking at like, all right, I don't have to be that. Like, I have other teammates that can shoot perimeter shots. I just need to be able to hit a decent jump shot consistently. And Hakeem is going to give give you all the footwork knowledge you need to operate in the post. He's going to teach you how to face up and you know hit fifteen to eighteen foot jumpers to be able to do that. Because right now he doesn't have a lot of good fo- footwork. I guess you can call the euro step decent footwork there, but like uh, when it comes to going through traffic, he's not that good at it. When it comes to like, I have to face you up and the defense is set up to try to stop me. Can I maneuver myself to get a, a good shot off or to throw the defense off balance? He's he's not very good at that yet. And so I, I, I'm anxious to see how he's going to kind of add to his bag um, using what Hakeem is taught because Hakeem, man, like, he can't have you jumping out of bounds for the ball. Like you think he think he going one way, you now you going completely the wrong direction. And 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 he 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 embarrassed a lot of people that like some of the great centers of all time couldn't stop him. They couldn't do anything with him. Uh so yeah, looking at his post game and looking at his face up to the basket, 15 to 18 foot jumper. I I think if he can hit that consistently, that's all they really need for him to do to add to his game. Let everybody else shoot the three point and stuff like that. You don't need to do that. Man, he he's nobody should really be able to stop him because of how he's built, anyways. So like this will just make him that much better of a player. Right, right. Because he got part of a back that he didn't. Right, that 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 athleticism jumping out the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting from half court to the basket in like two dribbles. <laughs> like, like. We'll see more than a euro stuff. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we'll see what's going on. We'll see what's, what goes on with the contract as well. Um, yeah. All right. We're going to teach y'all how to spend y'all money this weekend. Uh, so, Coach Murph, go ahead and go first with your bets of the weekend. Listen, man, I know I've been letting y'all down, man. I apologize. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I think I think they got a hit out on you, boy. So, <laughs> You know, we 
we're gonna play it smart. Uh, so I know there's was some rumblings about you know the Eagles Vikings game, and I know a lot of fantasy owners aren't too happy with AJ's production, but that's all going to change this week. They are going to get him the ball early and often. Devontae had two great games these first two weeks. Now it's time for A.J. Brown's turn to eat. He already had that conversation with Jalen Hurts. I know Nick Sariani and Brian Johnson is going to learn to cook something up for him. So take his over on everything. Over on catches or over on receptions, which is five and a half. Over on yards, which is 68 and a half. And then a touchdown. Man, it, it'd be so funny in our group chat when y'all be placing bets. And y'all be like, I think this is bulletproof. And then it doesn't happen. <laughs> Bro, because it and all of them be like one pick off. Like, for instance, Coach K, last night I did a or I did a bet on the 49ers game, and I said that Debo will get a touchdown, the Niners will win, and Fred Warner will get over. Four and a half sacks. Best, you know, one of the best linebackers in the league. This man had four tackles in the first half, none in the second half. I was like, <laughs> this, is, this is how they doing, man. Literally had a whole half to make one tackle and couldn't do that. You lost the bet by one tackle. Like, that's wild. Sick. Sick. Uh, all right, so Coach Pace's uh, uh, bet is Ohio State on the money line against Notre Dame. Uh, Justin Jefferson, anytime touchdown score. And then Colorado alternate spread of uh, plus 19.5. So, I'll probably – since yours is like the AJ Brown special, I think they will feed him a lot. Um, I think I mean I think these are two good bets, but I probably if you wanted to go, I think it would be a safe bet to go with yours, Coach Murph. On you dang right, because they 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 gotta they gotta keep AJ Brown happy. So I, I think they're gonna be very intentional about getting the ball. AJ Brown, AJ Brown, man. We're going to see. We're going to see. But, yeah, that's that's it for us, fellas, man. Another good show in the books. Hope y'all had as much fun um, listening as we did doing the show. Um, but, yeah, stay blessed and stay safe. We'll see y'all next time, of course, right here on the Coach's Box. Peace, y'all.